The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. It's time now for Tennessee Valley Spotlight, brought to you by Witch Barbecue. Now here's your host, Allie Turner. Well, good morning, everybody. Are you as glad as I am that the sun is out and spring is looking once again like it is going to be springing? I'm ready for it. I really am. And uh, this is the last day of February. That's hard to believe. Tomorrow is March 1st. And I've just come from the mayor's office, and one of the things, for those of you that may not be aware, my husband Steve and I are the owners of the newspaper Athens Now. And for the last almost 11 years, I have interviewed Mayor Ronnie for um, both editions of the paper, and this year we're doing something, well, we do, we make a point of finding books that have really spoken to us about leadership, overcoming adversity, lifelong learning, becoming your best self, the kinds of things that everybody needs to do, whether they are in a position of um, authority or not, you have an obligation to become your best self, whatever that looks like. And so it's always been a joy for me to have that be part of the interviews because Number one, it encourages me, it it challenges me, it stretches me, but it also lets me know that we are getting good content out to the people of Athens, Limestone County, and quite frankly, all over the world. (laughs) Crazy as it sounds, um, our little newspaper that ends up being in about 120 locations in North Alabama and Southern Tennessee is read all over the world. And um, that just astonishes me. So to be able to have the privilege of sending messages that inform and inspire, really, um, it's humbling and, and it's an honor. So I look forward to Monday mornings. I do. Because I always know there's going to be something positive to discuss and things to look forward to. And this Monday that we just had was no exception. Holly Hallman who um, heads up the communications department for our city as well as is the grant specialist, was there. And we talked about March Madness. March Madness is going to be starting. And um, I actually (laughs) had the experience years ago when we still lived in Seattle. I worked at the Seattle Sheraton Hotel. And that year... The city of Seattle hosted March Madness, and I mean, it <laughs> it, it was wild. I um, was working 12-hour shifts with no break. I mean, it was like the planet had descended upon the city. But March Madness, in a lot of respects, if you pay attention to really the purpose of sports, the purpose of sports is certainly to be physically fit, but the long-term lessons are the things that you take with you after you are no longer in college or on a pro team or whatever it may be. And so for this particular month, we are focusing on two legendary coaches. One is John Wooden, and yes, we will forgive the fact that he is from the left coast, as am I. And the other one is going to be Pat Summit, who is the winningest coach um, in 
basketball, collegiate basketball history. And they both were remarkable. They had very different approaches in their coaching. John Wooden never raised his voice. Pat Summit did. But the point is is that they loved their players and they saw greatness in their players, even when their players may not have seen it in themselves. And if their players saw too much greatness in themselves, they were really good at being able to, shall we say, adjust their perspective. So one of the things that was, um, you know, when we're, we're in this time right now where there's so many things that are really unstable, up for question, what's the actual truth, things changing from moment to moment. And you know what? This is nothing new. We have been through this before as a country, and do I think that it's entirely possible that things will get very rough? Yeah. Even here in the United States? Yeah, I do. But I do know this. If you read the end of the book, if you read the back of the book of Revelation, we win. I'm not saying it won't be ugly between now and then, but here's the question. What are you going to do to be part of the solution and not the problem? Are you going to cave into fear? I'm not saying that you don't feel fear. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with you if you have to grapple with that emotion. But grapple well. Get on your knees. Reach out to your support group. Read things that are going to strengthen your mind. Spend time in the Word. Spend time in and immerse yourself in the stories of people who went through horrific things and emerged triumphant. Those That's not just, yeah. <laughs> My husband has kind of a, a saying, and he calls it being a bliss ninny. No, I'm not talking about being a bliss ninny. I'm talking about being an optimistic realist, or if you will, a realistic optimist. They just about are the same thing. But this is not the time to panic, and this is not the time to just roll up in a ball like a potato bug. No potato bugs need apply. This is the time when you settle it in your heart that if we live... We are the Lord's, and if we die, we are the Lord's, and we live an abundant life until we take our last breath. There is no other option. And as I was, for the last almost 11 years, Mayor Ronnie and I have ended every session praying for our city, praying for our country, Praying for people that are in uh, particularly difficult straits. And boy, there are certainly those in our area that are. But we talked about the fact that there really is no option other than to keep faith and to keep the faith and to be a shelter emotionally, cognitively, physically if need be spiritually for those around you be by the grace of God be part of the solution and not part of the problem deal with your fears 
open up your heart, open up your pocketbook as you feel led, and take care of people. No community goes down when it stays a community. And that's that was proven hands down during World War II. No community goes down when they stay a community. So be the best that you can be. If you fall down, get up. If you need help getting up, then speak out. But be part of this community. Don't stop giving. Don't stop living. And I might just be done preaching for at least this part of the show. Stay tuned. We're going to have a guest at the bottom of the hour. I'll talk more about that. When I come back, I'm going to tell you about a most fascinating movie that I saw over the weekend. I actually watched it twice. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we will be back in just a jiff. Severe weather can strike the Tennessee Valley at any time. Be prepared. Stay alert. Sign up now for the free Alabama Safety Net program, the smart way to get instant severe weather messages straight to your mobile device or computer. And best of all, it's free. Safety Net only sends messages when storms are in the areas you set up. Sign up today at WKAC1080.com and be better prepared for tomorrow. Alabama Safety Net from Baron Services at WKAC1080.com. When your clothing needs to be professionally dry cleaned, take it to Classic Cleaners, now with three locations to serve you. Your clothes will be kept looking as good as new with their professional dry cleaning and laundry service. Classic Cleaners also offer same-day service Tuesday through Saturday. If your clothing has a tough stain, in most cases, Classic Cleaners can remove it without a trace. Bring your drapes, curtains, bedspreads, and comforters to Classic Cleaners. Classic Cleaners also offers wedding gown preservation and leather cleaning. Classic Cleaners, now with three locations. Highway 72 East in Lindsay Lane, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m to 4.30 p.m. 600 South Jefferson Street, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Highway 72 West in Killen, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. If you've received notices from the IRS, don't panic. Get an ally. An ally in your court will protect your credit and the assets you've worked so hard to build and maintain. The IRS can be intimidating, so don't try to fight them alone. Allies Tax Relief will investigate your case and recommend the best resolution possible. Call Allies Tax Relief at 800-230-5174. They'll protect you from levies, liens, audits, and even wage garnishments. The tax attorneys at Allies Tax Relief know exactly what to do. Are you strapped for cash? Their consultation is free. When the IRS comes knocking, you'd better answer or they'll make things worse. With an ally on your side, you're protected. Don't get pressured into filing for bankruptcy or signing some unknown contract. Allies Tax Relief will review your case and any proposal for free, like they've done for so many other taxpayers. With no cash up front, allies could save you thousands of dollars, protect your hard-earned assets, and help maintain your good credit. Call 800-230-5174. That's 800-230-5174. This is 
an Alabama legacy moment. The 375,000 acres that make up the three ranger districts of Talladega National Forest were purchased by the federal government in 1936 as part of an effort to restore clear-cut timberlands and farmlands no longer capable of producing crops. The beautiful reserve includes the 102-mile Pinhoti National Trail System and Alabama's highest and second-highest points, Mount Cheeha and Duggar Mountain. Sponsored by the Alabama Bicentennial Commission, the ABA, and the station. Got a question or comment for Tennessee Valley Spotlight? Give us a call at 232-6828 and share your thoughts during the show. Now, back with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner. And I promised you at the end of the first segment that I was going to talk about a movie that I had seen over the weekend. And I found this movie so fascinating that I watched it twice, actually. And in our household, everybody agreed that it was definitely worth watching um, a second time. And it's called King Richard. It stars Will Smith. And it has been nominated, if if the Oscars are of any um, fascination to you, it has been nominated as Best Picture, and Will Smith has also been nominated for Best Actor. And I will tell you that if this movie wins in either or both of those categories, I will be a happy camper. From the standpoint of just pure production, it is outstanding, and I and I genuinely think that it's one of Will Smith's finest performances. You can tell it's always, always tough to portray another person that is as as Richard Williams is. He's larger than life. For those of you who are going, really, whose life? He is the dad who is was the coach and the dad of Venus. And Serena Williams, who are probably, I don't think it's, um, even across the genders, they are probably the, the best tennis players that there have ever been. And much of that is because of Richard Williams and because of their mom, Brandy. Now, here's the interesting story. If, when you see this, It is very clear that Richard Williams was the head of his household. Did he make mistakes? Yes. But there is one particularly touching scene. Because he's always wondering, and everybody else is, if he is um, demanding too much from his children. And he would always tell his girls, when they would play tennis, go out and have fun. That was the number one thing, was he wanted them to enjoy the sport. And, you know, to this day, they have not lost their love for playing tennis. And they, Venus and Serena changed, and inarguably they changed the sport. They were, um, obviously as African-American women, they were, they broke through on so many levels won Wimbledon and Grand Slams, and I mean, on and on and on it goes. And I believe that Venus is still playing, and she's 41 or 42. Here's what I'm after. The question that ends up being asked, in my view, is, what is the role of a father? How does a father really and positively affect 
the lives of his daughters. Now, we are, all of us are aware of guys that have been amazing dads. We're all aware of guys that have been deadbeat dads. And we're all aware of guys that have been a complete dumpster fire of a dad. But Richard Williams, as controversial as he may have been, as much showboating as he did, and as much as he may have shaken people up, as this film portrays, and one of the sisters was, um, not not Venus and Serena, but one of the sisters was uh, consulted extensively and was very involved in the process to make sure that it was accurate. He absolutely expected three things of his daughters. One was hard work. Another was humility. And a third was to have fun. So the the Williams girls really took the world by storm and they're and they still are but what was interesting to me was this one scene in particular and this won't this won't spoil I, I promise it won't spoil the film for you I really would recommend that you see it if for no other reason than just look at a fascinating example of fatherhood and familyhood and father and motherhood in terms of raising girls, which, I'm, I mean, I'm the bottom of three girls. I know that my dad had challenges with us, raising us in the 60s, that probably were different than the kinds of fears you would have felt for a son. Fearing for your daughter's well-being in an era when every single moral construct was being challenged, I can't really imagine what my dad went through. All dads go through stuff over their daughters if they are at all engaged. Well, one of the things that Richard did was that he made it very clear that their priorities, I mean, he insisted if the girls were going to play tennis, which they really loved doing, they had to get straight A's. They had to get straight A's. (laughs) And you know what? They did. Now, there were people who thought that he expected way too much. But um, Venus, by the time she was, I don't know, 15 or so, was able to speak four languages. Richard understood that they wouldn't be playing tennis forever. But just like John Wooden, the lessons that they would take from the discipline, from being willing to be coached by different kinds of people their faith their i mean and their faith is different than mine but my goodness these days when you have people who are worshiping all manner of thing including trees and you know other kinds of stuff um i'm glad that he raised his daughters to believe that there was something greater than themselves and i hope that they find their way to at least what what i think is a more balanced position on faith but that being said he always fought for the integrity of their life he himself took beatings from gang members in Compton in order to protect his daughters and there is this one scene I'm I'm looping back to it where he it it wasn't as though he uh, ever questioned 
what he was doing, he did. And it happened, especially as the girls were starting to get older and trying to find a balance between what their next step was. Was it too early to go pro? Was their was their life going to um, suffer? Did he have a responsibility to keep quite as close of a reign? Or um, were there things that he could start to hand off to the girls in order to um, make decisions. I, those, those were the sorts of things that he went through. But there's a scene where he has had to say no, and he had um, then, and he'd, he'd ruffled some feathers. He'd ruffled his wife's feathers, and went back, went out to the to the court to ask her about what she wanted to do. And and by this point they were in florida they were um being able to be a part of rick macy's um scene shall we say as an extensively successful tennis uh compound where many 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 tennis players have been coached and groomed and have have come up um through the ranks and venus was out there practicing and there is a scene where, and she's furious with him, and there is a scene where he comes out and he said, you know, I may not have been a perfect dad, but if there is one thing that I have always tried to do, it has been to protect you. And he told a story of growing up in Shreveport. And, of course, I mean, he was raised, he was born in 1940. So Jim Crow was still um, very much a part of the scene. And there was a a rather um, closely, deeply held belief that it was inappropriate for black people to touch white people at all. And he was making change as a young boy to um, give some change to a white man and he was not a little boy but he was a young boy and his skin accidentally touched the skin of the white man and he began to beat him and his friends joined and I mean he was he was kicked from pillar to post and as painful as that was what was the most painful to him was to look up and see his own father running away And the thing that he explained to his daughters in this scene is, I may not have been perfect. I've always wanted to protect you. And I never, ever wanted you to have to experience what I did. And that is have you look up and see your daddy running away. And so I want to encourage you to check out this movie and see what you think. It makes an absolutely impassioned case for the role of fatherhood. Not perfect fatherhood, but engaged fatherhood where it's very clear that somebody loves their daughters, has a vision for their daughter's future, has a plan. Outrageous as it was, he wrote a close to 80-page plan for both of his girls, before they were ever born. And he always knew who they were. He never had any doubt that they were going to become 
world changers, that they were going to shake things up in the world of sports, that they were going to be able to um, open a lot of doors for many, many children, and they have done that. So go check out King Richard, and uh, I will be really interested in hearing what you think. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and when we get back from Yellowhammer News, my guest will be Rex Davis, who is running for the State Board of Education. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a jiff. If you've got a question or comment for WKAC, give us a call 24-7 on our listener line. That number is 256-434-1080. We'd like to hear your ideas, your likes, and, yes, your dislikes. Call the WKAC listener line at 256-434-1080 and leave us your message. If there's something we do that you enjoy, or if you've got a suggestion about something you think we can do better, call us anytime at 256-434-1080. The listener line. We're waiting to hear from you at 1080 WKAC. Hello again. This is Mark Witt out at Witt's Barbecue. I just want to remind you one more time that we've got a tradition going here in North Alabama that's never going to quit, doesn't seem like. We've been going since 1966 when my mom and dad started cooking in the backyard. I just don't want you to forget the tradition that's still going on with family members today. It doesn't matter whether you're in Athens or Decatur or up in Ardmore, Rogersville, Fayetteville, Tennessee, out at East Lawrence in Lawrence County. We're all over. And we want you to come by and enjoy that tradition just like you have for the last 40-something years. We want to make it 50 before very long. We hope we stay around that long. So come by at Whist Barbecue. We still cook the old-fashioned way. We start a fire every morning. We begin with hickory coals that are shoveled by hand under the meat in the pit. And it's beautiful and it's wonderful. It tastes great. I want you to drop by and taste the best barbecue in this country. Come by and see. River City Roofing Solutions is locally owned and operated by brothers Chris and Michael Muse. What sets us apart from other companies is the fact that our knowledge in the industry comes from nearly a decade of hands-on experience installing shingles, metal, and flat roofing material. With years of inspecting, training, and managing, we have mastered every aspect of the roofing process. www.rivercityroofingsolutions.com 256 256- 274-8530. The Greater Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC Radio urge you to shop, eat, and buy local. Local businesses support our community where you live, work, and play. When you shop, eat, and buy local, you help your local economy stay strong by creating jobs, improving local government services, schools, and recreation. Make Athens Limestone County a better community. Shop, eat, buy local. A message from the Greater Athens Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC. We keep Athens connected. Barry Moore to run unopposed. This is YHN News. I'm Jay Holland. Friday, a three-judge panel ruled against Dothan businessman Jeff Coleman in his plea to appear on the upcoming Republican primary election ballot to seek Alabama's second congressional seat, currently held by Republican Barry Moore. The case asked if Coleman would appear on the ballot given that the Alabama Republican Party, or ALGOP's January 28th qualifying deadline, had already passed. 
The University of North Alabama received a $6.5 million donation, the largest gift in the institution's almost 200-year history from Charles C. Anderson's family. The contribution will be used in the areas of academics and athletics, with $1 million specifically earmarked for the women's athletic programs in memory of Hilda B. Anderson. Supporters continue to push for Alabama to decriminalize marijuana possession. YHN Scott Chambers has details. Last week, the Senate Judiciary Committee approved Democratic Senator Bobby Singleton's bill, which would make possession of less than two ounces of marijuana punishable by only a civil fine. However, Singleton has acknowledged the outlook for the bill is, quote, not bright, considering it's an election year. For YHN News, I'm Scott Chambers. Thus far, the Republican-controlled Alabama Senate has delivered on multiple agenda items that leadership planned to address headed into the 2022 regular legislative session. The first major piece of legislation the body ushered through the legislature was a $772 million package appropriating the state's share of Federal American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA, COVID-19 relief funding. Alabama will receive an additional $1.06 billion from a second round of ARPA funds. For YHN News, I'm Jay Holland. It's time to wake up. Jim James. When you turn on your TV at night, do you even recognize the country you see? The secular left wants to destroy our country. They want to tear it down. Our leaders tell us that our country is racist to the court, that looting and burning down cities is normal. And there are 50 genders, and that's what they're teaching to our kids. This is about our children and our children's children. Tim James. And if you disagree with these left-wing bigots, they'll get you fired from your job. The hour's late. This may be our last chance to get it right. Tim James for governor. We're going to stand against the things that are not in the interest of our people, and we're going to be relentless, and we're not going to compromise. It's a tough time for our state and our country. We need strong, serious leadership. It is time to fight back. Learn more at TimJamesGovernor.com. Paid for by Tim James Governor 2022. WKAC. As you go through the work week, the weather gets better each and every day. Some cool mornings, but some nice afternoons. Temperatures today in the mid and upper 50s. Low to mid 60s, though, for the rest of the week. And we might even touch 70 degrees. As we approach the weekend, a few showers and storms are becoming possible for Saturday and Sunday. I'm WAFF 48 First Alert Chief Meteorologist Brad Travis on WKAC. Forecast the service of Athens State University, your university, your way. Visit Athens State University online at athens.edu. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner, and I am very pleased to have with me in the studio my friend and uh, my pard, Rex Davis, who uh, we sat across from each other for many years in the Tennessee Valley Spotlight radio show. And um, the reason why I have my friend and pard back in the studio is that he is going to be telling you about his run for State Board of Education, Position 8. Right, buddy? Position 8? 
District 8. District 8. North Alabama. Okay, sorry. That was really, that was a, a, a gaffe on my part. Okay, Rex, what was it that caused you to decide to run for school board? Well, as you know, we uh, we discussed education quite often on this show. Yes, we did. And uh, we were quite passionate about it. And uh, I noticed that uh, parents and taxpayers were getting more and more involved in, um, in education. Mm-hmm. They actually saw a lot of problems with education. And they were a lot like what we had talked about years ago. I agree. And I uh, felt like it was time for someone um, who was not tied directly to education to get involved in state education politics. Okay, tell me more about that. Why do you feel that having someone who is not intrinsically or education in in terms of the system has not been their career, why do you think that is crucial? simple they haven't succeeded educators educators phds and ed.ds have not succeeded in the united states and especially especially not in alabama yes it, i mean we we are in we are in the unenviable position of being ranked number 50 of the 50 states. But the one thing that I like to tell people is, well, you know what? There's only there's only one place to go, and that's up. And so, you know, it, there's a way of hitting bottom that really can cause you to take a hard look at what you're doing and what you need to do and maybe, um, you know, make some steps toward that. Well, unfortunately, in mathematics, we're actually number 52. Okay. Can you explain that to me? Well, sure. There's 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 the territories that are also okay. included. Okay. I thought you were going to come up with some kind of new math, and I was going to say, <laughs> Davis, don't even. No, 50 is 50. But, uh, yes, when you talk about the territories and, and Puerto Rico and you I know, think other 50, things. 58, 59, something like that, 57, I can't remember exactly. But it's still ridiculous. And the top school in Alabama is rated. The top school in Alabama is rated at 35% nationally. That is unacceptable. One of the things I've been looking at is methodology in the testing. Okay. Did you know that there's an exemption in the testing? Exemption meaning? This is going to make it worse than what it actually is. Okay. What it sounds like. The exemption is for non-readers. Non-readers do not have to take the test. Which test? The, the test that, that, that places us at 50 and 52. Okay. That's, that's given to uh, fourth and eighth graders okay. every two years. Okay. And that is a national-wide test required by federal law. It has to be, or you don't get federal money. Okay. Now, the federal money is only 8%, which I think we could probably do without, but... Uh, that test might be even worse than we think. Because? Because you eliminate the non-readers from the test. And that, I mean, as an educator myself. So all you have is those that can read. Imagine if you added the non-readers to the test score, what percentage we might be at. Right. We don't know, but but still. And as an an educator myself, um, I am not 
as, now stick with me, I am not as alarmed if you don't have a high level of literacy at, at the fourth grade, and only for this reason. Please understand, I'm not, I'm not, just stick with me. If you have kids at the fourth grade level that haven't really come into their own yet as far as reading is concerned, that's certainly not the crisis that it would be at the eighth grade level. Fourth grade, they absolutely need to be starting, but kids do develop at different rates. They do. And when you say of children that there is a one-size-fits-all, it's just not true. It, it just isn't. And you and I have had the discussion of the kid who read his first book at the age of 13, and it was Ben-Hur. You've, we've had that discussion. We okay. have. So uh, what, I, what I'm trying to say is this. If a, if a child shows no emerging literacy by the fourth grade, that is a problem. But the fourth grade is not set in stone in terms of human development. We have to have some kind of standard to measure yes. their success at each grade level. Matter of fact, at each period in each grade level, at each section of each grade level. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily a test. The teachers can evaluate reading especially. Yes. They, they know where a child stands on reading. They make notes every day after reading sessions, and they should if they don't. And they should be able to tell how well a child is reading and yes. what that child may need to succeed Yes, at any particular level in the grade. For example, first grade, first week, first grade, second week, first grade, twelfth week. They should have some idea of where each child should be and what that child needs to remediate. And, and we, need, we need to identify these things extremely early. We have to have success to standards at each grade level. We have to have success to standard at each grade level. Uh-huh. Or we cannot succeed. One through four is the most important. We're going to take a break, and we're going to be back. And when we come back, what I really want you to do is talk about your own educational experience, especially at this grade level, because it's a very important reason, very important part of of your approach and what you know can be done because of what happened with you. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. I'm on with Rex Davis, and we'll be back in just a moment. You know you can hear WKAC on the radio, on your computer, and on your smartphone, but now here's another way. Alexa, play WKAC. WKAC from TuneIn. Hello, it's me. That's right. If you're the proud owner of an Amazon Echo device, Alexa will direct you to your favorite oldies on WKAC via the TuneIn radio app. And it's absolutely free. Just say, Alexa, play WKAC. And listen to all our great programming in crystal clear quality, day or night. It's just another way to serve our listeners from WKAC1080.com and 1080. WKAC. Warmer weather means more fun time outside. But it can also mean more bugs, like fleas and ticks. So don't forget to help protect your pets with Frontline Plus for dogs and Frontline Plus for cats. It's easy to apply, kills fleas and ticks fast, and keeps working all month long. So you can enjoy the outdoors and your pets can get the protection they need. That's why Frontline is the number one name in flea and tick protection. Trusted for over 20 years. Find out where to buy Frontline products at Frontline.com today. Saving at the Home Depot means you can do more for less. 
like making dishwashing easier with this KitchenAid dishwasher, complete with third-level rack and a pro-wash cycle that adapts to each load. Enjoy savings on top-rated appliances online, in-store, or on the Home Depot app. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last valid February 10th through March 2nd, 2022. Free delivery applies to orders of $396 or more. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry, we're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. If you'd like to call the show, just dial 232-6828. Now more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner. And I'm I'm in the studio, I almost wanted to say, on the line because we had to do that for so long. It's so nice to have people back that you can talk to and be in the same room with. Um, Rex Davis, who is running for state school board, and we've been talking about standards, approaches, ways to fix things. We're going to take a little bit of time to cut Rex loose to talk about his own challenging grade school experience, which included being sent back a year. And so he has a lot of experience to draw from that I think could be very helpful for people to know what kinds of things can be done and what kinds of remediation can be made. So tell us about that. Well, I had both a speech and a hearing problem. The speech problem was induced by family, I believe, baby talk. And uh, it was funny. It was, uh, they, they had fun with it. They enjoyed me. They, they loved the way I said things. And so they encouraged it. And by the time I entered the first grade, Baby talk was difficult when you had to read in front of people. Mm-hmm. And when I was laughed at, uh, it was funny at first to me, I th- as I remember back. Uh, and these were reading sessions primarily, where you sit around the round table and you, you do your reading, your, your uh, first readers. And Fun I with Dick and Jane, remember Dick those? Jane, oh, yeah. my word. Yeah. Yep, spot. And spot and Puff. The- all the other people. Yep, see spot, run. Yep. Uh, but uh, but as you read out loud, and you have a speech and a hearing problem, mm-hmm. it creates multiple problems for a child. Yes, it does. Especially one that had a lot of self confidence going in, but lost the self confidence with the giggles and laughter, and the tunnel vision. I uh, that that resulted. Uh, causing me not to be able to read. And what I mean by that is is as I got um, laughed at and ridiculed by the teacher, um, I, I began to not be able to find my place or just to see one word at a time. You became a self-fulfilling prophecy. So often I would read the wrong word in the wrong sequence mm-hmm. because I would get distracted. 
and at at one point I remember I just didn't want to read at all. I just didn't. I, I would just sit there and pretend I didn't know what I was doing. When I, I was actually reading before I went to school. Yeah, that's important for people to know. You and taught I, yourself to read, and you were already reading before first grade. Yes, I was reading the encyclopedia. Yeah. The World Book Encyclopedia. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that uh, uh, that I read it out loud. I don't ever remember really reading it out loud. My mother or my aunt or one of my brothers and sisters, I had three older brothers and sisters, they would perhaps help me with the reading. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember, but I know that I was understanding the World Book Encyclopedia mm-hmm. before I went to the first grade. So I had a lot of confidence going into school, and uh, it was it was destroyed almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, little things like standing up and saying your name. Uh, my name was Rex Davis, but I would say Wex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it it was funny, and of course all the kids knew me. I went to their birthday parties. Sure. Uh, we grew up together. It's a little bitty town, Miles, Texas, population six hundred and twenty six. That is a little we, bitty town. We had an excellent school district. Mm-hmm. Texas school districts, Texas schools were wonderful back then. Yes, they were. Uh, I had a a substitute teacher uh, in the first grade because my first grade teacher passed away before. Uh, I entered first grade, uh-huh. and it was unexpected, so they pulled this retired teacher in from Waco, Texas, and she was not ready to teach. Oh, She'd boy. been retired for several years. Uh, she wasn't up to date, and she just basically sat there uh, and, and let us do what we wanted to do. Oh, dear. It and sounds like a lot of things that are going on today. Okay, so you, you went... Um, there were circumstances that set you up for having to repeat a grade. Let's talk about that. Well, when I was in the second grade um, in Miles, it was about November or late November, early December. Uh, I got sick, and no one really knew what the illness was. Up until a few years ago when I talked to my pediatrician, um, who who was my pediatrician at the time, he suggested it might be Rice syndrome, mm-hmm. and uh, but but and please I, explain to people what Rice syndrome, what it does to you. Well, it you usually have a high temperature. It it's usually results of chickenpox mm-hmm. that does not develop. It, it kind of goes internal, right? So I had chickenpox, and I had a very mild breakout of chickenpox. Um, I remember maybe one or two on my face. And just a few on my body. Okay. And I uh, would have hallucinations at night. Yeah. And taking a lot of aspirins. Uh, and so aspirin it, that was the kept you. To the test. That kept you out of school for quite a while. Uh, the chicken pox itself was probably seven to ten days, I would guess. But uh, then but, the rise was but then, like. But then with this high fever and the hallucinations. They put me in the hospital and discovered that I had an immune deficiency. Uh, the reds were eating the whites. There basically. you go. And okay, so it, with that setting you back, you you were in a position that actually a, a lot of boys find themselves in. I mean, that's there's a developmental thing. I don't mean that disrespectfully. Boys just develop at a different rate 
than girls do. And it's one of the reasons why I have a personal objection to a cookie-cutter approach to reading. But I know that boys will have spurts of development that um, are really quite remarkable. So you guys moved to California, and you made a statement to me that, you know, you, you got past this initial part, which was crucial, but you felt very strongly that it was the California system, and I know that that would make some people twitch, but at the time, that it was the California system that you felt like saved you educationally. So when we come back from this break, I want you to tell me about that and and how much the college approach basically saved your bacon, and then please tell us what you want to do, what your plans are, if you get elected to this position. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we'll be back real soon. Join us for Applebee's Tailgate Talk every Saturday morning at 10 on WKAC. We'll talk to coaches and sports figures of local interest and get their thoughts on whatever comes down the pike. We'll have more Huntsville Havoc tickets to give away to our latest Howl with the Havoc winners. We'll also announce our latest Athlete of the Week and give away an Applebee's gift card and a Tailgate Talk t-shirt. Applebee's Tailgate Talk, Saturday mornings at 10 on your Tailgate Talk app, on your Amazon Echo or Google Home device, online at tailgatetalk.net, and on the air at 1080 WKAC. The Greater Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC Radio urge you to shop, eat, and buy local. Local businesses support our community where you live, work, and play. When you shop, eat, and buy local, you help your local economy stay strong by creating jobs, improving local government services, schools, and recreation. Make Athens Limestone County a better community. Shop, eat, buy local. A message from the Greater Athens Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC. We keep Athens connected. Hey, slow down, buddy. This ain't Talladega. And that race car driver's number on your back window, you ain't him. Truth is, just 10 miles over the speed limit and your chances of killing someone are four times higher. So forget the number on your window and memorize the one on that orange prison jumpsuit. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. If you've got a question or comment, let us know by calling 232-6828. Tennessee Valley Spotlight continues now on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Ellie Turner. And I have with me in the studio, if you're just joining us, Rex Davis, who is running for state... Board of Education for the state of Alabama. And we could talk all day. We're running out of time. So we want to talk about two last things before we wrap this up. One was that, in your opinion, Rex, the approach that was at the time being used in California, this was 1968, was what saved you from the things that you had experienced much earlier. And then please tell us what you're going to do in order to help get us off of the bottom of the pile in the United States as far as educational systems are concerned. Sure. California uh, at the time, the little town that I was in in California, Hemet, uh, located in Southern California, 60 miles uh, this side of Los Angeles. They had a school system that was divided into like colleges. Uh, they had departments. And the, 
uh, department I chose was agriculture. I came from an agricultural background. But in the agriculture department, vocational education was 100%. Everything you wanted to do to graduate from high school could be done in the agriculture department. So that helped me. That kept me in school. Uh, I was an agriculture type. I was a, I milked cows. I picked eggs. I, I did all the agricultural stuff. And you but, also flew. And I flew. But, uh, yeah, I flew I flew in Texas before I went to California, and I continued my flying in California. But uh, the, the, the thing is that vocational education kind of gave me a kick in the bottom and said, let's get moving here. This is yep. cool. And as a result, I succeeded. Yep. But um, uh, as far as Alabama goes and North Alabama goes, there's absolutely no excuse with the academic level we have in jobs around Alabama, North Alabama, that we shouldn't be at the top of the list in the nation, not at the bottom of the list in the nation. I agree. So what are you going to do? Well, the number one thing I see that's a problem is discipline. We have teachers that are being assaulted in classrooms. Yep. And we have teachers that are being verbally abused in classrooms every day. Yep. But a classroom has to have discipline or you don't have a class. I taught. And well, the, and, and at, I had to go to a teaching school to learn how to teach. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things they told us in teaching school was to get rid of distractors. Mm-hmm. And discipline is a distractor. Yes, it you is. You don't have a classroom without discipline okay period so discipline so that's is number one number one all right and number two is let's make sure that the schools that fail have to pay for that failure one of the things i'm interested in seeing is that if a child graduates and gets a normal diploma a regular diploma from a school and they cannot pass a college entrance examination then i think that school should have to pay for the remediation of that child before they go to college and it's really, if, a lot of people don't want to think of schools as having a business component. Oh, but the fact of the matter Yeah, the fact of the matter is you ought to be able to get a return on your investment. Your taxpaying dollars are going toward the guarantee that your child is going to get an education. Now, you can't be the jerk of a parent. That's, that is certainly a problem. But if schools knew that they had to be the ones to span the gap... If they, if they issue a diploma, if schools knew that they were going to have to be the ones to span the gap, they might just get after it in all kinds of different ways. That's true. If, if, they're going to pay, if they're going to pay with money, then they will correct their ways. Okay. So, this is not going to be your last appearance, last roadie or whatever, but what people need to know is that... If you're running, and if they want you and your ideas to be a part of the state school board, then vote for Rex Davis on the 24th of May. And thank you, sir. You're my welcome. Partner, my, my partner in non-crime in the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. Thanks for joining us today. This is Allie Turner. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Tennessee Valley Spotlight, brought to you by Witch Barbecue. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to it on demand by going to WKAC1080.com and looking for the Tennessee Valley Spotlight link. Join us again next week for another Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.